Hello there, and welcome to Goop Tales, episode 128, Neverweight and the Rolls-Royce Ultrafan. I'm Maria Calanchini, the founder, writer, and narrator behind these original audio stories. Goop Tales is a storytelling podcast for children created to ignite your imagination, broaden your horizons, and introduce you to different cultures and exotic animals, while also sparking important conversations about character traits. And speaking of character traits, today's episode is named after Never Wait, who never waits. He doesn't figure out what's really going on. He just jumps into things. And sometimes not waiting gets him into trouble. Have you ever been a never wait? I know I have, especially when I get impatient. Well, Never Wait was created by Amelia. So I want to thank you, Amelia, for creating the idea of Never Wait and of this very interesting story that takes place inside of a fan. I'd never even thought of that before. So thank you, Amelia. You made me do some research on a giant fan, and that's how I found the Rolls-Royce Ultra Fan. So let's listen to Amelia's suggestion right here. My name is Amelia, and I have an idea for Goop. His name is Neverweight, and he has a pair of glasses, and he has a t-shirt, which is green for the sleeves, and the rest is white. He has some blue jeans and a watch. He goes inside a fan, and there's a nice little robot named Oscar. And there's lasers in the fan, and that will sound an alarm on. And Neverweight accidentally touches one of the lasers, and all of these mean robots come. Oscar defeats them with his arms. To see the drawing of Neverweight and the Rolls-Royce Ultrafan, just visit gooptails.com forward slash Neverweight, N-E-V-E-R-W-A-I-T, or gooptails.com episode 128. Or you can simply click the link in the episode description box. Now make sure that you stay till the end because you might have a shout out. Goop Tales episode 128, Never Wait and the Rolls Royce Ultra Fan. Neverweight was a speedy little one. He would never hesitate to get the job done. All the goops knew that he was very reliable. His accountability was undeniable. But when in a hurry, he could never wait. It was a most troublesome trait. Chapter One Once upon a time, there was a very dependable little Goop boy named Neverweight. Throughout Goop world, Neverweight had a reputation for being the Goop 
to get the job done. He was very handy and knew how to put things together. Whenever he fixed something, he always put on his glasses first because they made him feel like a super goop. Once, when Barry Vane dropped her favorite mirror and the handle broke off and the glass shattered, Neverweight swept in and made everything like new. He popped on his glasses, swept up the broken glass, glued together the handle with his super glue, and then set off to the hardware store to find a new piece of glass for the mirror. Oh, Neverweight, you really are a Super goop, beamed very vain after receiving her fixed mirror. No problemo, said Neverweight as he sped away. Neverweight always seemed to be in a hurry. Hanging around with nothing to do was not his style. And the rest of the goops understood this. But every once in a while, they did want him to slow down and just be. Just being was not Neverweight's strong suit. Neverweight was very good friends with the Goop sisters, Chemistria and Colorina. The three of them had a grand time together. (laughs) Neverweight and Chemistria were always concocting up some new chemistry experiment that involved glass beakers, colored potions, and weird-smelling liquids. Colorina just loved to be around her big sister, no matter what was happening, and she would color on everything, including the beakers, because a little bit of color made everything look better, in her opinion. On a very sunny winter day, Neverweight ran over to Chemistria and Colorina's house and told them to follow him. You have to hurry, hurry, hurry! We must catch the wind, he said as he raced away from their house. Chemistria and Colorina looked at each other and their eyes grew wide. Catch the The wind, wind, they both said at the same time. Excitement was in the air. Grabbing their coats, they followed hot on Neverweight's heels. Neverweight was fast, but they were just close enough to see his white and green t-shirt race upwards towards Mistral Ridge, which was a famous lookout point in Goop World. All the Goops knew that the strongest winds blew through Mistral Ridge. Colorina and Chemistria soon arrived at the top of the ridge where the wind was flying. Colorina grabbed onto Chemistria's coattails in order to keep herself from blowing away. They both watched in wonder as Neverweight played some sort of game they had never seen before with the wind. He stood in the middle of the ridge away from all the trees and held his arms up wide as if inviting the wind to take him. What is he doing? asked an amazed Chemistria. I don't know, but I want to color in that wind. I want to see it, exclaimed Colorina. Pulling a purple crayon out of her pocket, Colorina ran towards Neverweight and waved her crayon so she could color the wind. 
and it worked. Chemistria and Neverweight watched as the wind turned purple. Slowly at first, and then a light violet shade whipped through the sky, whirling and twirling. Wow, you really did it. Your coloring worked on the wind, said Chemistria. She was very impressed, especially because she didn't understand the chemistry behind this experiment. It felt like magic. The purple wind faded away and Neverweight called out, Do it again and again and don't stop. Use all the colors and I'll catch the wind. Colorina was a little hesitant to use all the colors and she was about to say so when Neverweight called out again. Come on, I can't wait. Use all the colors this time. So Colorina grabbed a handful of crayons, including red, orange, yellow, and black, and she held her hand to the wind and colored. Neverweight ran to the edge of Mistral Ridge, holding his arms wide. The wind turned from a pale yellow to a blazing orange and finally a fiery red and it threw itself around like never before, as if it was having a temper tantrum. Until finally, the blazing red color turned into a ball of dark black, and it headed straight for Neverweight. Colorina and Chemistria watched as the black ball of wind sucked up Neverweight until he was no longer visible and carried him off into the horizon. Chapter Two The wind carrying Neverweight began to move in a circular rhythm. Round and round he went at a very high speed until ever so slowly he began to wind down. The circular movements came to a halt, and Neverweight found himself lying against a flat metal surface. Reaching out his arms, he felt more metal. Finally, when everything around him was still and quiet, Neverweight sat up and looked around. He found himself sitting on an enormous fan blade. Popping up, he walked up and down the edge of the blade. It was so huge in comparison to Neverweight that he was able to walk it like a runway. As he got towards the end of the blade, it began to sink just a little bit. And Neverweight held himself steady by crouching down and inching backwards. As he did so, he caught sight of a tiny blinking red light. And then he heard a few sounds that sounded like they came from some sort of robot. There was a low whirring sound and Neverweight watched in wonder as the tiniest robot he had ever seen rolled out onto the fan blade, stopped momentarily in front of Neverweight and then did a little circle and gave what appeared to be the tiniest bow. Oscar, my name is Oscar, and you, you are a foreign intruder. 
What are you doing inside the Rolls-Royce Ultrafan? Rolls-Royce Ultrafan? I don't even know what that is. Am I inside of a fan? exclaimed an exuberant Neverweight. Yes, a Rolls-Royce Ultrafan. It powers airplanes, and I make sure that everything is running well. We are in a test phase of this Ultrafan, and everything in here is very precise. There is a huge world of mechanics that takes place inside this fan, and I must keep out chaos and intruders. I am in charge, said Oscar in his robotic voice. If anything were to happen to this fan, or it were to malfunction, it could cause the plane it was on to drop from the sky. That will not happen on my watch. Neverweight was beside himself with excitement. He couldn't believe his good fortune, and all he wanted to do was go on an airplane ride inside of the Rolls-Royce Ultrafan. I won't cause any chaos at all. I promise. I just want to explore, exclaimed Neverweight. Oscar carefully scanned him with his robot eyes, computing everything he took in. Everything in Oscar's programming told him that he must eject Neverweight immediately. That was his job. That was the message he was getting from his programming. But in that exact moment of decision, Oscar did something he had never done before. He lifted his robot arm and pushed a button on his chest. In very tiny print, the red button said, Program Override. Oscar had taken it upon himself to override his programming and allow Neverweight into the Rolls-Royce Ultrafan. There was something eager and charming about Neverweight that Oscar liked. Neverweight had an open curiosity and enthusiasm and very sparkly energy. It was an energy that was different from all the robotics that went on inside the Rolls-Royce Superfan. And Oscar wanted some of it. He wanted to feel what it was like to not always be a robot. To explore is a privilege. I have never allowed this before, but there is something about you. I will need to prepare you for your voyage inside the Rolls-Royce Superfan, said Oscar. Neverweight put on his glasses and reached down and twisted his watch band. He was beaming with pride. Oscar saw his watch and said, That watch is perfect. That is exactly what I need. You need my watch? asked Neverweight. No, you need your watch, but I need to program it for you. I will program it so that you can make your way through the Ultrafan safely and not cause alarm or chaos. Neverweight immediately stuck out the arm with his watch and said, Perfection! Program away! I'm ready! Excellent. You wait right here on the edge of this fan blade. I am going to download a program for you from my headquarters. Do not leave this blade. Do you understand? Neverweight saluted Oscar and said, Understood. 
Then Oscar turned on his little robot wheels and rode down the fan blade and disappeared into the underbelly of the Rolls-Royce Ultrafan. Never wait, waited and waited, and quickly grew very impatient. Chapter 3 Neverweight did not like waiting for anything, ever. As he waited for Oscar to return, he could feel himself growing agitated. He was inside a Rolls-Royce Ultrafan, and he had no idea how much time he had left to explore. He tilted his head in the direction that Oscar had disappeared, listening carefully for any kind of sound. All he heard were the whirring insides of the Rolls-Royce Ultrafan, but no noises that indicated that Oscar was returning. I just can't wait anymore, Neverweight sighed. I must see what is inside this Ultrafan. As quietly as he could, he walked down the fan blade in the same direction that Oscar had disappeared into. Oscar? He whispered as a dark tunnel surrounded him. There was no response from Oscar, but there were low mechanical sounds coming from down the tunnel. Neverweight continued on until he emerged into a series of large metal plates. A slow mechanical humming sound filled the space. Neverweight turned on the light on his little watch and shone it upwards. The engine loomed above him like an enormous hovering giant. A little chill of excitement and fear mixed together shot down Neverweight's spine. He marveled at this piece of magnificent machinery that could carry a plane through the sky. And he marveled at the ultrafan that was in front of it, keeping it cool and efficient. There were tiny pipes in intricate patterns all over a shaft that led up to the engine. Neverweight reached up to touch one of the tiny pipes, and in doing so, he put his hand through an invisible laser. An alarm sounded, and Neverweight hopped backwards. He was so startled he fell down on his rear end. Laying on the ground, he saw tiny bright lights in the distance that were rapidly moving in his direction. The lights were on wheels, and as they came closer, Neverweight could make out a small army of tiny robots. He counted six of them. There was something about these tiny robots that didn't seem friendly. They didn't have the same energy as Oscar. Fear shot through Neverweight as he popped up and looked around for an escape route. By now, the tiny security robots were coming at him from all directions, surrounding him. There wasn't a way out. Feeling desperate, Neverweight looked upwards and saw the looming engine above him. There was only one thing to do. Without thinking, Neverweight scrambled up the intricate pipework, carefully placing his foot on one tiny pipe 
and then moving it to another along with his hands. He scaled the engine shaft using the tiny pipes like a rock climber scaling a wall. The security robots circled him, but they were not built to climb walls, and all they could do was surround the shaft that Neverweight was scaling. Stopping to catch his breath, Neverweight looked below. He saw all the tiny robot eyes staring up at him. Then he looked upwards toward the engine. It resembled a dark beast hanging in the air. He was only halfway up. What would it be? Into the belly of the beast or descend and face the tiny security robots? As he considered his choices, Neverweight looked down below and spotted Oscar. He had joined the circling security robots. Oscar looked up at Neverweight and his tiny robot eyes locked with Neverweight's. Ever so slightly, Oscar shook his head back and forth, as if to say, Why didn't you wait for me? And Neverweight could feel his disappointment. But a second later, Neverweight looked back at Oscar, and this time, he was sure he saw a twinkle in his eye and an upward nod of his head. Neverweight looked up at the looming dark engine again and then back down to confirm with Oscar that he should enter the engine. But Oscar was gone. He had disappeared from the group of security robots. There was no longer an ally below. Then Neverweight saw movement. One of the security robots had somehow reprogrammed his little legs and arms and was scaling up the shaft towards Neverweight. He was moving at a rapid pace. Neverweight was out of time. He scanned below one more time and tried to spot Oscar, but he couldn't. So he looked upwards at the dark engine and headed into the belly of the beast. Chapter 4 Once Neverweight firmly decided on something, he didn't wait and he didn't look back. His decision was made and now he was headed right into the looming engine. As he scaled upwards, Neverweight didn't turn around to see how close the little security robot was. He relied on his hearing and listened for the little beep beeps to tell him where the robot was. As he ascended, the engine heat poured over him. The enormous engine had been tested recently and it was still hot. It was the job of the ultrafan to cool the engine, but the fan was turned off. Finally, Neverweight made it to the base of the engine. It was so enormous in comparison to Neverweight that it felt like another planet Neverweight was immersed in a foreign world of gears and machinery. He moved forward towards a huge steel plate and turned on his little watchlight, shining it upwards. The steel plate gleamed back at him as if winking. The engine had so many unfamiliar pieces and gears and steel plates. 
They were all calling out to Neverweight, begging him to touch them. At least that is how he saw it. As he shone his little light on one side of the engine, he heard noises coming from the other. Little robot noises. Turning around, he saw the robot who had scaled the engine after him. He had made it to the top and was now moving in his direction. Jumping behind one of the giant gears, Neverweight found himself in yet another world within a world. There was a tiny passage behind the giant gear. And knowing that the security robot was on his way, Neverweight strode right into the passage. And the moment he did, he triggered an invisible laser. An alarm was immediately signaled. Neverweight raced down the passageway until he came to a fork. He quickly glanced behind him and saw the little security robot was rolling right up on him at full speed. Without thinking, he made a split-second decision and went to his left. As he raced down the dark passageway, Neverweight turned on his watchlight and shone it all around him. For several feet, all he could see was darkness. And then he saw something shiny. It was the heart of the engine, the cylinders. Quietly and carefully, he moved forward, trying not to set off any more lasers. In the distance, he could hear the security robot getting closer. Neverweight was small, and the passageways were tiny, but not so tiny that he couldn't fit in them. They were built for the very small security robots and to keep out bigger intruders. Scrunching down on the floor, Neverweight shimmied his way towards the shining cylinders, inch by inch. He was sure he was avoiding all of the invisible lasers that were above him. When he arrived below the cylinders, he stared up at them from his crouched position. And then, without thinking, he hopped up because he wanted to get a closer look. Laser alarms sounded immediately and Neverweight found himself surrounded by small security robots coming at the cylinders from all directions. The robots had piercing yellow lights for eyes, and they looked fierce and determined. With only one way to go, Neverweight headed straight into the cylinders, where he was immediately struck by the heat. It was far too much, and Neverweight felt his little hands burning he jumped backwards and landed smack in the middle of a circle of small security robots who were coming at him with their arms moving up and down. They were communicating back and forth to each other in robot language and making a plan to pick up Neverweight and carry him away. There was no escaping from this situation. Neverweight crouched down and hid his face between his knees wishing for the security robots to disappear. And then he heard it. Lots of robot sounds and strange sounds that sounded like the robots fighting. He didn't move. He didn't dare look up. Finally, after much thrashing about, he heard a familiar voice. It was Oscar. You didn't listen to me, never wait. Now it is time for you to listen so you can make an escape from the Ultra Fan. 
if you don't listen, well, let's just say that you aren't made of steel. You aren't made to be inside the ultra fan and you would never survive. Can you listen to me? Said Oscar. Yes, yes, I can and I will, said Neverweight as he looked up from his crouched position. He saw Oscar standing before him with all of the security robots lined up behind him. They were glaring at Neverweight with their yellow robot eyes as if they couldn't wait to capture him. And the only thing holding them back was Oscar. Hold out your watch, commanded Oscar. Neverweight immediately shot out his arm with his watch and Oscar slid over to it and programmed something into it. I want you to close your eyes and press this red button. No questions asked, said Oscar, as he pointed to a red button on Neverweight's watch. Got it, said Neverweight, as he winked at Oscar and mouthed, thank you. Then, without waiting for a second, he closed his eyes and pressed the red button. A force as strong as a rocket sucked him up and Neverweight shot through space and time. He landed with a thud back on Mistral Ridge, where the wind blew wildly. Opening his eyes, Neverweight cried a tear of joy. He had never been so happy to be back home. Immediately, he set off to find Colorina and Chemistria to tell them all about the Rolls-Royce Ultrafan. But they were nowhere to be found. They were inside of an enormous redwood tree and couldn't find their way out. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, that is all for today's tale. How did you like it? I would love to hear how you liked it. And you can tag me at Goop Tales on Instagram or Facebook. And you can also send me an email, maria at gooptales.com or leave a voicemail message. I love listening to your voicemail messages, especially when you have very interesting descriptions for goops like Amelia had. Now, I have over a thousand goop ideas that have been sent to me, and I'm working my way through them one by one by one. But I need your help to bring them all to life. And that's why I made the Goop Story Creation Kit for you, so you can bring them to life all by yourself. Make sure you follow me on social media, so you know exactly how to get your Goop Story Creation Kit. And get on my email list at gooptales.com. Okay, a couple shout-outs. I want to give a shout-out for a podcast review to Penelope and amazing little voice messages from Gavin and Tristan. I listen to them all and I respond to them all. So please, leave me one. Now I will see you in the next Goop Tale.